so David, you're you're someone who, for some reason, I feel like some of the most embarrassing stories I've ever heard <laughs> are from you. So I feel like I feel like you've you've had some of the just most embarrassing events. Yeah, and uh, a, a lot, lot of them for have one happened person. at camps. At camps, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like one that comes to my brain immediately. It was uh, flee the city, or no, I I think that's what it was called. And, and these are all very just various church camps because yes. you kind of grew up. It in was church. like a father son. Oh, okay, it's late at night. We're all sitting around the campfire, and uh, someone I think it was Josh Dugan. He was like, "Guys, you know what time it is?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "MPT time." I was like, "MPT time." He's like, "No pants time," and I immediately stood up, and we're all <laughs> sitting around the campfire. And I just take off my pants. <laughs> and as soon as I do, this dad, who was like one of the stricter dads, comes walking out. And he's like looking at us and he's like, guys, it is way past your bedtime. You need to be in bed right now. Why are you guys up? And the whole time I'm like, my pants are down. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like slowly... And, like, everyone is just, like, not even paying attention to the dad. They're all just trying not to laugh at me. And, like, I just slowly, like, bend over. And I just grab my pants. And I start to pull them up. And I just remember, like, he leaves. And then everyone just started busting out laughing. Like, oh, yeah. that I, I feel like that was maybe, like, 7th grade, 8th grade. So I was still younger. We were all younger. But yeah, I don't even know if the dad noticed me or if he did, he didn't say anything. Just yeah. like locked it. Yeah, like, out of his like, guys. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a big embarrassing, like funny story that comes to mind whenever I think of like younger camp days. Yeah. Did you ever go to camp, Austin? Not not when I was around that age. I didn't. I mean, I didn't meet you. Well. I mean, I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Josh, I wouldn't know you if it weren't for David, basically. Really? You're welcome. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome, <I> mean, Tooth. <laughs> yeah, like when... Because I just randomly... I wasn't in the homeschool co-op mm -hmm. anymore. But after I was already in public school, I went to one of these like yearly picnic things they had. I think I didn't even want to go. My mom just like pushed me to go because I had no friends. Mm -hmm. And the only person I really knew was Ben Nelson, who was down the street. And anyway, like I go there and Ben is hanging out with Caleb and David. And that was when I met both of them. And so obviously we Talk. had Caleb on the podcast, like whatever, two episodes, three episodes back, something like that. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, because I met them, I went to... Heritage. Yeah, Heritage, that church, and that's where we met. Yep. And I Youth met group. the people from my first band. Yeah. So it's wow. crazy, crazy, like... The chain of events. Yeah, the chain of events. And even before, before I met you, you know, I wanted to play music. Mm -hmm. I'd wanted to play in a band, and I thought about it all the time. But I didn't know anyone, and I didn't know how to know anyone. I didn't know how to meet anyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So it was more of just, I don't know, it happened by chance or whatever. I put out the right energy. 
mm-hmm. once I realized I was in the presence of the right people or people who are involved with music, mm-hmm. which weirdly enough were, were people at, at Heritage. But well, yeah. I mean, like it's it's in it, and I'll say this too: it's like it's strange. Maybe people from other places, but like here in Oklahoma, like the music scene, even the underground music scene and the metal music scene was like always really intertwined with lots of churches. Yeah. And like yeah. the, the yeah. youth and the teenagers at church. For the churches. time period, especially. Yeah. Cause there's yeah. so yeah. much like, uh, yeah. well, the, that was the peak of under oath. <laughs> yeah. Like Christian metal and yeah. Things like that. There were a lot of youth groups at shows. And well, stuff. like harp and lyre. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Clay was at, and I think Noah mm-hmm. was at heritage for a little bit, mm-hmm. but clay, I mean, clay was our, uh, like youth group leader for a long time. I have a very, very, very. This might be wrong, but I think I have a very vague memory of being babysat by Clay's sister. Oh yeah, and Clay and his brother were there, like that type of shit. Because it was, yeah. a, it was like a church friend that yeah, they my parents needed to babysit me and my sister or something like that. Yeah, crazy how yeah. all these chains of events happen, yeah. and especially when you're younger, like. It seems like most of the interactions that people have when they're younger are kind of just by chance because you don't really know. I mean, like it's all saying, your parents. Yeah. Pretty much taking you yeah. to the places. You don't really like you're saying like most kids don't even know how to like introduce themselves or if they do, it's by chance. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just pulled Austin aside or like or I just I was like, I'm going to call you Todd. <laughs> and he, I didn't even like get his did, real name. Yeah, he just said I looked like Todd. Todd? I was like, whatever. Someone's talking to me. I was like, <laughs> whatever. Someone's we were like thirteen, I think. What? We were like thirteen. Yeah. Or something. Like in that phase where like random is really funny, and so yeah. it's just like you look like a Todd. I'm gonna call you Todd. <laughs> and then yeah. I think you called me Kevin, or something like that. Yeah, I was probably trying to insult you, but either yeah, way, from the office, <laughs> <laughs> you're a man with many names: Gus, Todd, yeah, others, others, Ossel. others that we won't Ossel. name. <laughs> Secret online names, uh, darknet identities, oh, yeah. fat ass, server domain name <laughs> addresses. But yeah, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay, dude. Josh, I don't even, like, I'm trying to think of, like, how you and I became, like, friends or, like, acquaintances besides, like, I feel like it just had to do a lot with the bands. Yeah. Like, because, like... Or maybe, like, the Dugans or something. Yeah. (laughs) Probably the Dugans. I mean, you guys played football together and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, Landon and Grant, all of you guys. It would have just had to have been, like... Wednesday night church. Yeah. And yeah, I guess shows here and there. Yeah. 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 You, uh, you ever get to do a facing giants reunion show with Uh, David's mighty men? (laughs) (laughs) I think we did one. I think we did one a couple years ago. Someone had passed away in like the scene and someone put together like some kind of show for them or something. I think that was Tim. Yeah. Yeah. It was Tim's like going away show. Yeah. Basically. Um so I think we technically already did our reunion show. Missed it. But. <laughs> yeah. Reunion no one needs re- reunion shows. <laughs> Old things, you know. Old things better, better to make and gone. New things. Exactly. 
That's okay. Yeah. Man, I'm sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna be leaving Oklahoma soon. I'm gonna be you and uh, many others, not too many, but a few others uh, here I've known for a really long time and have been connected with and have helped me grow and kind of get to where I am. I feel I feel a little credit for where I, where I am. I feel like I've kind of just bounced off of a lot of positive people I've run into and people who've had a positive influence on me when, you know, other people in my life, like my brothers, for example, kind of just ran into negative people mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily their fault. Just like, I don't necessarily feel credit for Anyway, that's a whole rabbit hole, but yeah. all of that to say, there's, there's a lot of people here that have had like a real positive impact on me and I think I've taken it for granted in a lot of ways and, I don't <laughs> reach out as much as I could and all that stuff that people feel, but dude, it's hard reaching out, man. Like it, mm-hmm. it takes, it takes energy. And like when, as you're getting into these adult mid twenties ages, like we are like, once you get off <clears throat> insurance, once you have to get on insurance, basically, <laughs> yeah, that's your like, you're overthinking <laughs> shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. Sometimes type of feeling. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, you're just a lot more stretched for time. So, yeah it's hard and i mean but that also goes for the other person too like it it, everyone you know is it because sometimes like i feel like i'll be like man like i haven't reached out to them but also they haven't reached out to me either so Mm -hmm. like it's one of those things where it's like you know they're going through the same stuff that we're Mm -hmm. going through you know they got life they got a job they got you know bills they got all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. see and that's where like it at some point, I switch the frame. I don't always feel this way, but I try and remind myself that <clears throat> it's almost always the other person. Like, you think it's you. For example, someone's not hitting you back or someone's ghosting you or... I think someone ghosting you, that's kind of the perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. okay, yeah, if you're a guy just, like, hitting up a girl again and again, like, maybe <laughs> yeah, it no, is like you. Actual, it's probably yeah, you. It's probably you. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, like, in, in f- general, just people feel like, oh, maybe they're mad at me or maybe this or that. Or we're always analyzing how people are looking at us, assuming that people are always thinking about us and, and considering us. But yeah. really, it's like people are just thinking about themselves and they likely feel the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't have to carry... <clears throat> that responsibility but at the same time it's a good thing to be the one to reach out also Mm -hmm. yeah i run into that problem sometimes and then i do have to remind myself i'm like oh wait they're not thinking about me but not in a negative way it's like it's just you just yeah you don't realize it at the time i told i told caleb last week actually i was like man like you know i love the times that i get to spend with you because like dude me and the Dugans, like, growing up my whole life, like, it was either Zach and Caleb were at my house one weekend, and then the next weekend I was over there. Like, Gotcha. And, yeah. like, now, you know, Zach lives in St. Louis, and he has, you know, he's married, has two kids. Caleb, he's, like, on his way to becoming a doctor, mm-hmm. and, like, he's married, has gray. And, like, I told him last week, because last week was the first time I had seen him in over a year, and I was like, man, like... I hate to even say this, but like whenever it comes to me, like wanting to hang out with people, like it, you don't even come on my radar anymore. And I was like, I hate saying that, but it's true. Cause like 
you, I just know you are so busy all yeah. the time and I respect that. And I want you to do your thing. And like, he understood and he was like, yeah, man, it, he's like, it does suck. Cause he's like, you don't, you, it's just a part of growing up mm-hmm. and it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is the I way think it's it a is. part that a lot of people, or at least I didn't hear a lot of that growing up where people would be like, should hang out with the people that you really want to hang out with. Cause one day you're not going to be able to at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's going to feel like you can't at all. And, and yeah. And I really want, I've been thinking about I, a lot of ideas around this lately and, and I want to fight against that and push against it and kind of just, I don't know, take it apart as you're about, about to move. Yeah. As, I, <laughs> as I'm about to move like, somewhere where I know You know what I one. should really do right now? <laughs> Literally the one guy I know is an Aussie that I met on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm renting, renting my condo from him. Oh, that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He's from Australia. Yeah. Mate. He's, he's from Australia. Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and tell it cause it's a miracle from God. <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like before I even started interviewing with this company, I start talking to this dude on LinkedIn, which I sadly had to start going to LinkedIn for my job search. But uh, he was just trying to help me out randomly. Was super nice. And I was like, "Who is this dude?" And he told me he was also trying to become a developer. But anyway. Uh, at one point after we had already met, I asked him where he lived, and he was like, Lehigh, Utah. And I was like, oh, Lehigh, Utah. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. <laughs> and then I realized I had just applied to a company that was located in Lehigh. And I told him, I was like, hey, maybe I'll get hired. We can get a beer. And he was like, yeah, if you, if you do, I have a condo, and I'll rent it out to you. <laughs> Which, for me, at the time, I was like, that's a pretty forward thing to be saying. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, uh, cool. But turns out, yeah. After, fast forward. <laughs> yeah, fast forward a few months, looked at a lot of places, talked to a lot of people, and uh, my guy Luke came through. Is he's, it? He's also he's also into Bitcoin. That's that's another thing we we're talking Dude, about. Dude, and he's from Australia? Yeah. Dude, that's so dope. He, what if he takes you to Australia someday? I hope, I hope so. I That'd know. be cool. He's, he's an interesting Luke, guy. if you are listening, take Austin. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't think he knows that I have a podcast. I don't. I. I literally tell no one about your podcast. Yeah, I haven't really told this. people either. It's. It's more exciting to hear when people are like, "Hey, I've been listening to it," and you haven't really said anything because then it's yeah. like it almost. I don't know. Means a little yeah. more. Like, I mean, the only reason I found out about it was Vincent posted about it, and I was like, "Oh, cool." And then I listened to the first episode, and I was like, oh, that was really cool. And then nice. I continued. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. thanks Thanks for being uh, a consistent so listener. So supportive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it makes my uh, morning commute better. Uh, like, I don't really listen to podcasts, like, ever. Uh, I just, I kind of struggle. Missing with out. I know. That's what, I mean, that's what everyone tells me. But, like, I really struggle with listening to podcasts. I just really enjoy listening to music. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't know, like, I guess the idea of it is, like, knowing you guys and, like, being able to be, like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I know who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's really fun for me. And so it, like, it makes my commute to work a lot better because I'm like, huh, eh, I, I know what they're talking about. That's, that's fun. cool. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. 
I find myself I, sometimes not being able to listen to some podcasts though too. Recently, maybe that's just because after I I feel like I'm burned out, but I mm. I can kind of get that sometimes there's just nothing to listen to for me, like at least. Yeah, but I don't know this. Yeah, it 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 can go back and forth, but for some stuff with me, I can just sit sit down and like certain podcast like. I was listening to a podcast about consciousness the other day, which for many people, that can be an extremely boring topic. And I just <laughs> sat down for two hours and was just listening, just listening intently to this podcast and thinking about it. And then I just looked up and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm two hours in this podcast. Holy <laughs> shit. And you it's not like I was sitting. Out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I was like sitting at my desk for one hour of it and then I like. But you're like, like doing around. other things, right? Not kind of, not really. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I were literally just staring sitting. at a wall, just like listening to it. Was that what you were doing? Uh, not, not quite. But <laughs> see, I don't do that super often. Usually I'm doing other stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's just, it's cool. Like if you're really curious, mm-hmm. some stuff for me, like I listen to this like nine hour podcast series that was all just about. <laughs> Like the history of Nine money, hours. and, oh and, and, and it was up. just like it was like intellectual candy to me. I, mm-hmm. I finished it in like two and a half days. Dang. Like I was putting it on like whenever I could. I was just thinking about it, and I don't know some stuff like. And you you never know what that shit is gonna be. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes you're embar- almost embarrassed for what it is. I've I felt that a lot of times in my life, but. I yeah, feel that like, way. I found a few podcasts that are like entertainment voice actors doing horror stories, and like Whoa. they'll like <laughs> they'll put foley in it, which is like the the music and sounds from like a movie. Yeah. So it's like everything, so but it's a little bit creepy. Everything but the movie. Everything you're, but the visuals. Yeah, you'll get the audio, the people talking, and people describe it as a book as well. Are they'll they be creepy? Like a, yeah. Yeah, there's some of them that are pretty creepy. You get a little tingles yeah. down your spine. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes I do feel a little self-conscious about it. When I, I'll stop for a sec, I'm like, I'm listening to like a, I'm listening to a horror movie. I don't know. It's it feels weird. No, it's a very yeah. niche. Like, there's not that many of them too. So, it's just like a very niche side of podcasting that I don't feel like I could relate to someone at a bar. I'm like, yeah, listen to these horror stories on this podcast. And <laughs> no way, like, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get a beer. Right, right. Well, a lot of people listen to like, uh, what is what is it? It was like the subreddit. Um, uh, no Sleep. No yeah. Sleep, yeah. And stuff these like are that, a little different. They have like... They're... They're more in more depth. And they, they, run like, they run like seasons of a show. There'll be like six episodes, and then there's a next season, mm-hmm. and like things like that. That 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 reminds me, I've been looking into this weird niche YouTube rabbit hole of, well, you you can start with like lo-fi music, and then from there you discover that there's like a hundred subgenre categories, and you can go into one of those, and then there's even more of those. But one I've discovered is people doing like lo-fi beats behind like philosophy lectures or <laughs> like like Alan Watts okay or yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of one of those producers one of the biggest ones named Akira the Don he just like finds stuff that like he thinks is like really good philosophy information or 
education or whatever and then just like mixes it with lo-fi beats huh. and it's like hour plus long videos but he recently did a mix of dune the entire book like mm. the sci-fi novel like an audio with, book yeah a lo-fi beat dune, dune. the audio book and i just thought like <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're kidding. We're getting in the depths, but I don't know. I was just, that like broke. We need to get up to the surface. <laughs> I'm drowning over here. That, that just broke a whole new level for me where I was like, whoa, like audio books that are like aesthetically mixed with lo-fi beats that, I, I don't know. People are, people are mixing a lot of shit together yeah. and coming up yeah. and I, I don't know. Hmm. My, uh, so my, his birthday is today. Uh, my nine year old cousin, he has autism and, uh, Mm -hmm. what's his name? Daxton. Daxton. He, uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Shout out Daxton. Happy ninth birthday. We had a Minecraft birthday party for him last night. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sick. Um, they her his parents like made these like little uh, brick clays that they got to destroy and find like little golden gems and stuff. Cool. Like they were all pretty pumped about it. Um, but anyway, he so he has uh, like I'm pretty sure it's Asperger's. Uh, but it was really cool. So back uh, so in August I got uh, laid off and I was unemployed for five months. And during that five-month period, I did a lot of babysitting for them, and I would help them with schoolwork. And, like, I would always play lo-fi beats for them. And, like, <laughs> he literally, like, he loved it. And, yeah. like, it's funny because, like, uh, his dad... Wait, do you guys... Do you know Tyler Evans? Does that name sound familiar? He he was in the Very. band with Vincent. Uh, and uh, uh, the guy from... The lead singer from Harp and Liar. Oh, Badlands? Oh, Badlands. yeah. It sounds... He's really tall. The last name, Evan, sounds really familiar. He works at Walrus. Okay. He So he does... Walrus like a tar- Audio. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he uh, like he's in charge of like their social media. We, oh, okay. We've, okay. I've, I've never talked to him directly, but we probably know like a, a all, lot of the, a same, lot of the people. same people. Yeah. yeah. We've just happened to have never talked. But yeah. He's like your... He's my, he's my cousin. So this is his kid that we're talking about. But anyway, so I like, I would play lo-fi beats for him all the time, like while studying. And it's funny because his dad, he likes like Mm -hmm. metal and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like he does too. But like, it was fun because I played. Gotta have both sides. Yeah. Gotta have that balance. Well, I feel like it's always cool to find out with like a younger cousin or, or from, in my case, my younger brother, I'll show him some music that I like or things that I like. And it feels nice whenever they're like, play that again. Or, you know, it, yeah, it feels cool. It's always a good feeling whenever you play someone, something that you enjoy and they're like, Oh, I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. Unprompted. You just put it on. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, but something really cool last night, uh, he got money and he like was pretty bad at counting whenever I was with him. Mm -hmm. And last night when he got the money, he was just like one, two, three, four, and he was just going and I was like dude you're counting he counted all the way to 20 nice and I was just like oh man like it was just really cool because I so I haven't been with them like I haven't babysat them 
in a while. Like mm-hmm. it's been since I want to say like maybe December. Is it? Like I got my job in January. Does he have pretty like serious Aspergers? No, he uh, he's more on the. I would say well, I don't really. It's not. It's not serious. Like he's mm-hmm. on the Asperger's side, so mm-hmm. he's a lot higher functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but like it was just a really cool moment last night. I told my uncle about it because I was standing next to him while we, <laughs> while we were while we were watching him count. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's exciting. I mean, my brother has autism, but he's he's kind of in the same. I I don't know what you higher call it. functioning. Yeah, he's higher functioning. And mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever he didn't need like a stuffed animal anymore or something, or it like was a he, big step. Yeah, or he could he would like pick things up with like close fists sometimes and too like just sensory things. How old mm-hmm. is he? He's now almost like 13 or 14. Okay. But back when he was younger, yeah. yeah, a lot of it, it was just cool to see like he would just do something one day and it was a great feeling. Yeah. He, Daxon has progressed so much. Like, like he hated taking pictures and last night like every present he'd get he'd like hold it above his head and he'd just smile <laughs> and then they would, hell yeah like cool yeah it, it was really cool to see yeah. that last night yeah. so that's yeah. awesome yeah this i guess we haven't talked about this much but like my brother also has autism mm-hmm. he has asperger's justice yeah. yeah and and so we we all have like probably above average experience definitely you david you have Mm -hmm. very high experience just with uh kind of spending time with people and understanding like all the various oh yes (laughs) yeah like mental disabilities and and stuff like that uh that non-typical people can have and but yeah like this like you're talking about lo-fi beats and i don't know i was just thinking that like people with autism they have such a a different attunement for like senses and for certain types of stuff like music like they can really sense very very deep into that stuff Mm -hmm. in a way where a lot of what you would call normal healthy people Mm -hmm. who are fucking brain dead on their phone all day Mm -hmm. like they hear they can hear beautiful music and it just sounds like it's just more flat to them um but yeah, and like I really admire that about you know people with autism. Dude, autism is seriously, it can be one of the coolest things to mm-hmm. like see in a person. Yeah. Like, yeah. just how I mean that is like. So when I first went to Barnabas back in '09, I had never like worked with people with special needs prior to that, uh, and I went as a barnstormer. And that one week literally changed my whole life. Uh, well, up until like two years ago, <laughs> but for uh, the well, majority, it changed the direction of your life. Oh yeah, I What's... mean, for my teenage years and like early twenties, I mean it. I mean, I don't know where I would be if I never went to Barnabas. Like for real. Wow. Like it. I mean, it completely changed my life. I mean, that's where I met Jen and I got married at camp. Like, yeah. But like anyway, going back, so. What's a barnstormer, by the way? So a is barnstormer that... is thir- they're 13 and 14-year-olds, I think. Oh, okay. And they, dude, barnstormers, like, a lot of people give them crap, but they are hard workers. They So they're 13, I well, think, just 13 for, and 14. Just for context, this is a camp for special needs yeah. kids, but 
it's it, they take a lot of volunteers. Yeah, so like youth, okay. youth group. Okay. So you start okay, doing so, this in Yeah, barns, they're not campers. So, uh, so they come in and they pretty much like clean all the bathrooms. They clean oh, okay. all the cabins. They pretty much do like a lot they of do the like cl- grunt work. Yes, the grunt work. The yeah. nobody wants to do this right. work, but like it's also so much fun because like you're coming in with like your youth group or whoever you're coming in with. Mm -hmm. And then like everyone else who is doing it too is like all there for the same reasons. And they make it a lot of fun. But like at the end of the day, like when you like step back and be like, wow, I just scrubbed like 17 toilets in a row. That sucked. A lot of them were full of schneit. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like, wow. But like, you know, like it's really cool, you know, that 13 and 14 year olds give up a week of their summer to go do that. Yeah. And so anyway, each barnstormer, they get assigned to a cabin for their week. And like, that's their cabin that they like prepare meals for, serve them, clean their cabin. Uh, they'll like go on like, uh, their activity with them. So Mm -hmm. like if they go to fishing, they'll go with them or whatever. So anyway, my first time I went as a barnstormer and like I said, I never, really experienced or worked with people with special needs and mm. there there's a camper who was in my cabin uh, his name was berkeley and dude he was obsessed with disney mm. and like i mean the kids like you could he knew like every disney song every character he had he brought two suitcases one was like for the week like for his clothes and the other one was just full of like dolls and books and disney stuff wow and like i mean they were like the big suitcases yeah yeah and like travel size yeah and like as a you know as a 13 year old like seeing that for the first time like i was just like what is this like Mm -hmm. this is wild you know i never yeah yeah and so I mean, I like seeing people with special needs at school and stuff, but like working with them one on one for an entire week, like it's completely different. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean, so it is a Christian based camp. And so like everything you do, you know, you you pray or what. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, yeah. But when I, when I went home that week, I told my mom, I was like, I like I know what I want to do with my life. I want to become a special needs teacher, which I didn't, and that's okay. I, I turned <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Well, uh, you fully, but you did fully go down that path. I did. You, I you did fully go committed down that to that path, path for and a you came out time. to the other side and realized it wasn't for you. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally fair. I mean, that's when I went to college. That's what I was going to college for. Okay, okay. and so. Uh, like going into high school, like I got really involved with the special needs program at my high school and my senior year, I was like in charge of what, what we call, we were the Patriots PC West shout out. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were the Patriots and uh, I was in charge of what we called Patriot pals, which is where like once a month we would have like the special needs program come down and we would like spend the day with them, like okay. doing just like fun stuff, like playing in the gym, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Wait, PC West. Did you know Vincent? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, Vincent and I knew each other, but we didn't know each gotcha. other. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Oh, crap. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that wild? Yeah. 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 
I know. So it's a small world. That just we dawned live in. on me. You said PC West. I was like, yeah. Oh wow. I know you've had two Patriots on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Go West. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I uh, I actually started the first ever special needs prom at west and as far as i know to this day it still goes on wow that's um, awesome damn i didn't know that that's cool yeah uh like i was that sounds fun i hated prom yeah. i would have much rather gone to special needs prom I it think. was yeah we had a lot of fun i've always appreciated that about you you've always had you know a big heart uh especially towards specifically special needs kids which is cool uh but I mean, towards everyone, like you're nice and you're friendly, and it's just like through and through a part of your personality, which is great. People like that are a gift to the world. You know, if everyone is like me, like an shoot. asshole. Yeah, exactly. If everyone you're not is an, an asshole. asshole. Like you're not. God, <laughs> just destroy the planet. But uh, yeah, so I appreciate that about you, David. But um, I just I don't like being mean. Like, it's a shitty feeling. Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's pretty funny. Sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the sure. moment it can be it can be many things. Being mean in the moment can be so many different things. But afterwards, it always has the same feeling. Yeah, I feel like you don't sleep as peacefully at night unless you're just a real ass. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, yeah, I really screwed that guy over. Good night. <laughs> I've done some some of the meanest things I've ever done. I think have been to you, <laughs> around you. Damn. David, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's okay. <laughs> give an example. I'm trying to think of something right now. Well, I can think of something mean you did to me when you punched me in the face. <laughs> Dude, okay. So <laughs> we were we were chest locking. Okay. And like and Ca- was, casually after Sunday church yeah, in my yeah. front yard. We were shirtless. <laughs> chest locking. Well, and this dumb nuts, he ducked. As I was going in, and okay. I just knocked him right in the forehead. So he didn't yeah, yeah. actually punch you in the face. I mean, he well, actually punched you in the face, but... You know, he says it was an accident. <laughs> Dude. I did the same thing to my brother one time. We were chess boxing, really? and he... And he ducked? Yeah. See, uh, yeah, you shouldn't duck. <laughs> if the other person's aiming for the chest, it's kind of... The duck is if they're aiming <laughs> yeah. your head. Yeah. See, that's... That's a thing, but you yeah. know, I'm used to real fights, so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you gotta be. So I'm on uh, mine and Austin's like f- Facebook. So if oh, you, gross. I know <laughs> my Facebook is supposed to be destroyed. It's not. <laughs> so it's not, it's not. I know. I have to. I have to keep it up, or else one of my apps breaks. My app that helps people get rid of their Facebook will break if I get rid of my Facebook. So. <laughs> Well, anyway. thank God it's not broken right now because there's some good stuff. So on March 5th, 2010, you sent a message to me that says, David, thanks to you, I now have like 50 bruises on my back. How the pound percent sign uh, and sign <laughs> star sign nice. am I, I supposed was... to know what doorknob means? <laughs> nice. I was censoring myself there. Yeah. That's good. And you, and I commented, ha 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 ha
this Wednesday, I'm going to give you the ass kicking of a lifetime. And you spell <laughs> ass with a dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> and, nice. I, and I said, oh, shit. But I spelt it S pound space percent sign <laughs> at sign. Nice. Thank you for that rundown. Yeah. And then that's a relic. Yeah. You, there, there was definitely lots of uh, beatings and physical oh, physical yeah. altercations and stuff like that yeah april 9th but, 2010 you said dude you broke my toe wednesday night you're so dead <laughs> <laughs> and i commented and i said ha 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 i really exaggerated these ha 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 ha's but it, like a ton of exclamation points and then it says i'm so sorry exclamation point like a thousand of them <laughs> dude you broke my toe wednesday night you're so dead <laughs> <laughs> my first ever uh facebook man that was you, you can tell that was before facebook's uh all these social media's privacy policy because right now <laughs> if i sent if i sent threats over any social media i would get you're so dead. yeah <laughs> you're so dead wednesday night <laughs> i'm gonna tweet at this <laughs> at this specific location yeah. at heritage baptist church you did this council and memorial <laughs> you're dead <laughs> Uh, dude, my first ever thing to you was Todd, and then you put Kevin. That was my <laughs> the first ever Facebook thing. God, as much, May seventh, two thousand and nine. As much as I Dang. despise Facebook, and Zuck, you're thankful for I, uh, times like that. You know, I leveraged it for certain things. <laughs> David, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, obviously, you worked you worked at Barnabas for many years, like what three years in a row or four years in a row. Uh, I worked so I did. I was a barnstormer for two years. Then I volunteered uh, four different weeks uh, throughout my high school, and then like throughout my high school career, like during the summer, and then. 2014, summer, 15, 16, and 17, I was at camp all, wow. all summers. All summer? Mm-hmm. Wow. Three months. And then, but also, uh, there is a two-year uh, part of my life where I was consecutively two years in a row with Barnabas. So it started in May of 2016. I went to camp. And then after camp, I went to prep, Barnabas prep. And then camp, and then prep again. Wow. And then I, f- I couldn't do another summer. Yeah, um, I imagine. So prep, do you know what Barnabas prep is? Hey, I'm assuming you just are getting ready for everything, like for the whole camp? For the no. Whole oh, so okay. Barnabas prep is a college for people oh, with special okay. needs. Okay. It's a nine-month program, and it's literally like it's during the school year. Mm. Um, and so it's located in Branson, Missouri and pretty much, uh, you work every single day with people with special needs, pretty, uh, teaching them how to be independent. Um, so like you teach them basic life skills. So how to cook, how to Mm. clean, how to do laundry, how to fill out a resume, how to apply for jobs. Um, like we would take a lot of the students, like in Branson. Have you ever been to Branson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I've only gone to the uh, theme park there. 
but uh silver dollar yeah. city yeah it's a good park it's great yeah um so yeah i've been there multiple times but it's crazy because ransom was like the family vacation that my mm-hmm. family would do like every summer growing up as a kid so like living there for two years was kind of a trip because i was yeah. like i mean this is where i would go for vacation yeah. like with my family and now i live Bra- here. i feel like branson missouri is such the classic like bible belt family vacation i mean spot. oh absolutely the same thing <laughs> sure I mean, we would go if we wanted a cheap vacation yeah like we i mean it's pretty yeah, much hillbilly to... hollywood yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they just have so many weird things yeah got that... a dang cave over there yeah they got, <laughs> got ca- caverns jar. <laughs> got caverns yeah saltwater taffy <laughs> <laughs> a lot of saltwater taffy a lot of mini golf yeah. so much mini golf yeah. like every other block it's like dispensaries here yeah. except <laughs> It's like <laughs> mini golf, mini golf. <laughs> yeah, putt putt, <laughs> which honestly made for a fun time because it was only like it'd be like ten dollars to play and like it's not bad. yeah, it's not bad. Oh, mini golf is trash. I hate mini. Dude, golf. Dude, I've been thinking about going and play mini golf, and I'm 27. Hey, you know that's fine, go Dave. Ahead. Let's go play mini golf, dude. I'm fun. so down. <laughs> I when I do things, I do them big. <laughs> you like to go Have with you the ever pros? Played golf? I don't know. I do it even bigger than golf. Fuck, oh. fuck golf. Okay, I'm playing the big leagues of. What Rocket League? Oh, okay, yeah, Rocket okay, League. Tiger Woods. Jeez, <laughs> Super Mario Golf. Is that what you play? Nah, man, I'm playing the grind, bro. The real grind, real life. You wouldn't know about it. I don't know about it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Going back to prep. Uh, yeah. So prep. I mean, prep was such a great time of my life. Um, like that's when. Jen and I, like, towards the end of prep, we uh, started... Because I've known Jen since camp of 2015. Okay. And we were just friends for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And actually, during prep, uh, she was... uh, She had a boyfriend for, like, the first, like, seven or eight months of prep. He was actually a really good friend of mine. (laughs) And his name was David. <laughs> Whoa, did yeah. you kick his ass? No, I love David. He's oh. such a good guy. <laughs> and <laughs> Mr. Steel Girl. No, not really. That sounds so new. That sounds so bad. And like, no, he he was a really cool guy. And it, like, he would stay in our room whenever mm-hmm. he would come and visit. <laughs> he was he lived in Alabama. It like so, but. During that time, like, I never pursued Jen, like, mm-hmm. ever. And then when they broke up, like, like a month or so later, we realized that we liked each other a lot more than just friends. And then, yeah, we started dating shortly after. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It, was, it was a good time. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, camp. Well, I have a lot of, like... Interesting. No, Do yeah, you guys have any questions? Well, like, no, no, that's like, what I was going to say. I, I want to ask a few specific questions. Yeah. Um, and they're all leaving me. But basically... <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I, like, for me, it's all... Well, it's all super vague. It's hard to put it into words because I went to Barnabas a few summers, I think three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in the role where I had a camper that, like, I was you know, shoulder to shoulder with the yeah. whole time, you know, sleeping next to not, not like, like in bunk beds. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm on top bunk. So are you assigned campers? 
So the way, well, if you're old, so if you're old enough, basically from a question you have. Yeah, like if you're if you're younger, then that's they just would say that's too much responsibility. Once yeah. you're like sixteen or seventeen, something like that, then you can have a camper assigned to you. But even then, there's other people that are kind of above you that are yeah. keeping watch. You can go to them if you need advanced help with anything. Yeah, and you always yeah. have a third person if mm-hmm. you're doing anything that's. Uh, you know, it could be sensitive, like anything in the bathroom or washing them mm-hmm. or anything like that. You always it's, have a third person. Yeah, it's so. called the rule of three. Okay. Yeah, so they're super careful about it. it there, yeah. There's never anything like sketchy about the setup, but nonetheless, uh, like it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. Like you meet yeah. these kids or parents a lot mm, of times, oh, wow. and they're just like, Yes. Know, telling you all of these different things yeah. about them and you're just like shit they're entrusting them to me and you're just like and you've never met them before <laughs> wow yeah and, and so it's, it's a lot of responsibility wild. it's a good it, it's a good it, there's a reason churches kind of connect with Barnabas and want to send mm-hmm. their youth there because it's just like a good opportunity to really it matures you yeah I'm like, sure that's character building oh you know? I mean, yeah it shows you what yeah how to I mean, care for someone. Yeah, honestly. and, and I mean, it's humbling. It's very. Yeah. Humbling oh my for, gosh! For yeah, um, yeah, and there will be some parents that will literally just say, "Have fun, bye, <laughs> bye, Jimmy." I'll see yeah, you Saturday. Those are the ones that are experienced, like they, yeah, you know, they they've like, been Whatever. there. We don't care if it's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the and the person who's never been to camp before, and that's their camper, they're like, "Oh, uh, hi, Jimmy." <laughs> and they start going off the wall, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> it's wild sometimes." Damn. Yeah. But you know it. It really it gave me a whole, a whole new appreciation and almost like, almost magical just feeling that is associated with uh, a lot of these special need folks who mm-hmm. um, are on various parts of the spectrum and have yeah. various, various aspects of their capabilities are limited and in other capacities sometimes they're extended yeah absolutely overly sensitive so it's just like it's just like different aspects of the human experience are being accentuated or dampened down in unique ways well it's just you don't see anywhere else it's a spectrum thing right i mean like in a way so well each week is uh specifically for a type of disability okay so like Week one, I, I don't know how much it's changed. I haven't been there since 2017. Um, but like, so like when I was there, like week one was like for adults with autism Down syndrome. Um, so like anyone 18 and older who had autism and Down syndrome, that was for them. That was their week. And like the second week was like kids in wheelchairs um, so, or like cerebral palsy or mm. stuff like that. So like anyone, you know, 17 and under could come that okay. had that certain, mm-hmm. and like there's, you know, kids with autism, down syndrome, adults with, mm-hmm. uh, who are in wheelchairs. There's, it's like called ABC D week. It's, uh, it's like Asperger's blind, uh, can't remember what the c is but deaf or diabetes Mm -hmm. um and like that's for that week is kind of like for a little bit more higher functioning Mm -hmm. um but like i mean they hit on everything and like it's such a beautiful place because literally everything there 
they can do. Wow. Um, Everything there is like made. It's success. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, camp is such a yes camp, mm-hmm. you know, where you know, the whole, the whole story behind camp is, uh, the, the founders of the place, they, uh, worked at Canacuck for a long time. And the woman, her name, Paul and Cindy Tees, Cindy, she worked in the nerve, like in the, like, uh, medical room mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one of the campers that would come in and she had to come in every day to do like some checkups and stuff. And she asked her, she was like, if you could have one wish, what would it be? And she said, I would want to go to a camp where I felt like I wasn't the only person that had to come to the doctor every single day. Mm. Like I want to go to a camp where, you know, I, I feel like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And you know, that sparked the idea Mm. and that's where camp Barnabas kind of, it's sprung from. And so, you know, they have, you know, really good, uh, medical teams that come in every week, like different volunteers, like a lot of students come in and get like hours there and stuff like that for like their career for Mm -hmm. college or whatever. Um, like they have like doctors there and like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's very professionally ran, Mm -hmm. but also it's a summer camp. So like it's, it's a lot of fun. Like you do a lot of fun stuff there. And and they just totally normalize an environment of atypical, (laughs) atypical needs and, and behaviors and all sorts of things like, you know, in the mess hall at normal camp, there would be certain things that would, not be allowed but like at barnabas like stuff just like shit would just happen like yeah. food would get thrown and spilled mm. everywhere and there would there's just, just like disasters happening everywhere but people aren't concerned about it yeah and, and then there's it's, it's needs that design. are being met everywhere but no one's concerned about it so it's just like everything is so like smooth and normalized for the campers and there's it's controlled chaos a lot gotcha. of it yeah gotcha. and there, there's no other place on earth really where they will ever go that's like a fully invite a complete environment that's fully designed like for them mm. yeah and so it's it's one reason why it's so special to them mm-hmm. oh i mean it's grown so much I literally think. there's campers that like have countdowns from the moment they leave oh wow. the moment they they're come back. so stoked to yeah. go back like yeah. it's literally they're the best week of their life mm. and like that's their goal like yeah. that's our goal as camp counselors and you know staff is to make that the best week of their Mm. life and i mean it is hard it's it's draining it's like and i don't mean this in any negative way at all but it's gross a lot of the times like i've been in a lot of gross i I mean just i mean i've been kicked i've been punched i've been slapped i've been spat on i've been i've had bodily functions on me yeah i mean (laughs) Here's one camper. Oh gosh, this is one of the grossest stories, and I don't mean this like in a way of like downgrading, demeaning, demeaning right. or yeah, anything. Yeah. It literally, like, this is just the story. But a camper ate a bar of soap. Oh no! <laughs> and in the middle of the night, while we were all sleeping, and we woke up the next day, and like there was just vomit everywhere oh no like all over him all over his bed all over his clothes all over his like in his toilet like Mm. everywhere Mm -hmm. and my co that week he was kind of a uh 
he wasn't that good. A piece of work? Yes, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) And actually that morning I had to go do uh, like a certain thing we do in the morning called IP, which is like a way to like get the campers excited about the day. Like we kind of Mm -hmm. like get to talk about what we do throughout the day and we sing songs and like we do like a little Bible study and stuff like that for the campers. And I was like, hey, man, like, I got to go do this. Can you take care of this? He's like, yeah, man, I got it. And I come like, it's like we do that. We go to IP. I'm leading it that day. And then the people that do IP, they have to go to breakfast Mm -hmm. and like lead breakfast pretty much and like pray for it. So I, I was there and then I come back to the cabin later and like he did not touch it. Oh, like, no. Oh, so it just got all, like, dry Yeah, and, and so I ended up having to clean it up, and... It was, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. It, like, I picked up his toothbrush, and it was just, like, no. dripping. It's like, oh, oh my God. It kind of reminds me, my sister went to something called Camp Cabot for kids with cancer. Oh, yeah. And there would be a lot of things like that, too. Because yeah. a lot of kids would be on, like, prednisone or, like, drugs that would make them nauseous. Yeah. And... She has a lot of throw-up stories, too. So yeah. I, that just, you flooded my mind now. With like yeah. Stories she told me, too. I can only imagine, like, what the... It's, I mean, it's a like. lot. But also, you know, in the moment, you're like, this is awful. Like, mm-hmm. this sucks. Mm-hmm. And then, but, like, looking back on it now, like, I feel like it's prepared me for different, you know, mm-hmm. just different things in my life that, you know, like, one day if Jennifer and I have kids, like, you know... I mean, I, I don't know if it'll be that extreme, but like, <laughs> right, it, it right. Should, it, I feel like when you go through situations like that, it really matures it's you. It's another as, tool in the yeah tool belt, sort yeah, of. Yeah, like exactly. You're, you're ready for. It, yeah, and it, and it introduces you to like both something that's that's hard and painful and dark, mm. but also like very beautiful. Yeah, and and that's the fact that like these parents, which you don't know if you have kids, you don't know. Uh, you really don't know how they're going to come out, basically. You yeah, exactly. Know, you it's a gamble. Control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for some of these parents, like the amount of work oh, my that it goodness. takes and effort and money that it takes to take care of... Bills and... Uh, uh, yeah, the needs. It's It can be overwhelming, and you, as, uh, as a young person, kind of just like facing that for a week mm-hmm. and considering that and thinking about that, it's just like, I don't know, it's heavy and it... It just makes you realize that you um, you don't know you don't know where you're going to get you don't know what you're going to need to take responsibility mm-hmm. for. Yeah, absolutely. And for a lot of the parents, like this one week of camp is literally the one week in their whole year that they get to themselves. Yeah, it's and like, that and those are the parents that are like, "Bye, Jimmy." <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of first time campers, you know, they like their parents come prepared yeah, like yeah. they got they sheets, got a list ready which is almost like almost in a way kind of over like the same kind of overwhelming feeling mm. whenever you got a parent who drops off their kid and pieces yeah. out and then the parent who is like here's every single thing you need to know about their kids here's this food allergy right this they're right. allergic to this type of soap they're like and you're just like Oh my gosh! Like I might kill your child this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then yeah, and so like it's two completely different opposite feelings, like of like, you know, the the one parent versus the other, but also in the same way, it's still that feeling of like, 
your life, it, it's not necessarily your life, but right, in right. the moment you're like, oh my gosh, like this week for five whole days, 24 seven, 24 five, I'm going to be <laughs> with this responsible, camper, responsible yeah. for this person. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for a 15 year old and 16 and 17, you know, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. It's heavy. But, you know, at the end of every week, you know, I've, I love, you know, missionary stories. So the people that volunteer that get paired up with the camper, they're called missionaries. They used to be called CIAs, which stood for Christians in Action. (laughs) That's epic. CIA, Christian in Action. But then they switched to missionary. And honestly, I don't know which one I dislike more (laughs) no offense Barnabas I love you guys but uh (laughs) but I mean just the the people you know I've seen the real douchebags that come in and like Mm. they're real quiet and they don't really want anything to do with camp you're like yeah I'm just here because my parents sent me here I'm Mm. just here because you know my youth group made me come like i don't want to be here like all this stuff like those kids are usually the ones that get impacted the most and like they come back and like they you know i've seen uh, i've seen a couple of them like serve like different weeks of the summer wow. like come back yeah and it's stuff like that that you they know they really needed to be taught something yeah like yeah. you mm-hmm. and then you know nowadays like there's so many punk kids that i'm just like dude go Go work with people with special needs. Mm. Like, you know, there's so many, you know, bitchy kids now mm-hmm. that just complain and whine and, oh, my Wi-Fi doesn't work. Hey, dude, at least you can feed yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Use like, the restroom. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, all kinds of. And but I'm like I said, I'm not trying to be demeaning in any way. Right. I'm just saying it's facts. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just true statements yeah you can't really argue with the truth when it's staring you back in the face exactly yeah yeah and and there's different ways to kind of learn that lesson Mm -hmm. that life lesson yeah that's not the only way to learn it's basically just like gratitude having humility (laughs) yeah Yeah, humility and and me and Jana were talking about this last night like the the two-sided coin of gratitude and awareness slash preparedness for suffering basically Mm -hmm. or just like the difficulties of life like grateful for what you have and you're grateful because you know how how much worse it could be or you know that without your capacities you know you'd be suffering uh and yeah just like those and and taking care of kids with special needs will check that box. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of other things that will do it. As oh, well. sure. sure Absolutely. Of other things, but it's a really good way though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good way. It's a very and, humbling way. And either way, it's, I think it's for me, I, as someone who's, ex, who's been extremely immature in a lot of ways, I've had like spikes of great, great immaturity. And then in other ways I've been somewhat responsible I feel like I've I've been rescued from being a super immature person, basically. Mm. And part of that I feel credit to Barnabas. Um yeah. you know, huge credit to that because it just makes you mature so much. But, you know, also like my I've I've had friends with special needs and like siblings of friends of my brother and stuff like that. So yeah. the tie goes a little bit deeper, but um you know, just as a young person, like 
young people like we don't have any trials of adulthood or whatever sure. like becoming yeah. your kids <laughs> yeah like there's no there's nothing hard that we intentionally put our kids through sure. except for school which school is a different that's just like draining like <laughs> soul sucking that's that's not like and nowadays you know, a week in dangerous. the wilderness <laughs> like, for but, real yeah um or pointless yeah yeah honestly definitely yeah definitely pointless yeah but that sucks that's a whole nother topic too yeah, <laughs> like man. the fact that it does seem pretty pointless nowadays dude i feel so bad for all these little kids just like same the eight nine ten year olds in school right now even people i've met had. that are like four or five years younger than me i'm like wow Oh my gosh! Changed like drastic. It's I mean, I mean, obviously we're getting older too, so it's like you can see that, and I'm sure generations before us saw the same thing. But it's just weird to start noticing it. Oh man, I, I mean, I'm 26. I work, uh, I work with this guy who's 20 years old. He graduated two years ago. He, uh, he, this is like his first big boy job, Mm. and like. He is literally the just the most laziest person I've ever met in my life. And like, <laughs> I mean, I work at Tinker, which I mean, if you're in the working field and you work at Tinker, you've pretty much struck gold. I gotcha. mean, like, yeah, you're, you, you're a government employee, like, you know, you have wonderful benefits, you mm-hmm. have great pay like a lot of people a a lot of people have been trying for years years to make it out there they have like holiday benefits too yeah like Like, we get every single holiday off um literally we get we get what's called family friendly friday which is a day to take off to spend time with family like we get one of those like every couple of months and it's like usually right before a holiday. So it makes it an extended, mm. like we have one coming up this Friday for Memorial Day on Monday. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, like it, it is just a great place to work and people mm-hmm. want to work there. And like, especially like if you're just looking for jobs and stuff. So anyway, uh, this kid, he pretty much got, I would say, handed this job because just through different circumstances, a lot mm-hmm. of family was involved and mm-hmm. and like, uh it is just awful to see his work ethic. <laughs> Dude, if you're listening right now, get a grip. Like, I'm not going to tell anyone at work that I'm on this podcast, but like he just like almost every day, like we'll find him sleeping somewhere. Yeah. And like, yeah. like it's just like, dude. And so I drive a truck and he doesn't like, he'll sit passenger a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And one day I asked him, I was like, did you drive today? And he was like, no. I was like, why not? He's like, I just don't really want to. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I just don't really care to. And I was like, do you know what your job title is? It's literally motor vehicle operator. (laughs) You're supposed to drive. And I mean, he's only six years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just like, dude, like Mm kind of get a grip of reality. I, I I hate to apply like any labels across generations. Not that that's what you're doing. Or like I, general, I'm not applying anything. I'm just talking about from own personal experiences yeah. of this person I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not speaking for any like for everyone. I'm speaking for this one individual. No, totally. that's only six years younger than me, and that's what I'm getting at. It like going mm-hmm. back to what you said, mm-hmm. like just being a couple years younger, and like there's a drastic difference. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Like it's like man, like 
come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was definitely pretty damn lazy when I was twenty. But See, it's also like I yeah I think there's both sides of it to where it's that, and it's also things are different now. There are a lot more distractions. It's sure, hard, yeah. It's harder to shape up in such a way to where you know the older people you work with would, would think you have a work good work ethic or anything like sure. that. Well, that's like, kind of what I was saying too. Like I'm sure people older than us thought that about f- us. About oh, us. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. No doubt. And it's true. Like it, it really is true. We've gotten softer and softer over time. But oh, sure. It's also just like the, the jobs are different. The needs are, are mm. different yeah. in our society and economy, all of that. But you know, it's, there's something about hard work that really just <laughs> yeah. There's no, nothing can replace it, mm-hmm. or just tough work and just going at it and going back at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not that I think that like oh that's you know everyone needs to be doing that, and if you're not doing like mm-hmm. whatever, if you don't have to do that, good for you. Like it sucks for most people. It's it's suffering, but nonetheless, it's a different kind of suffering just to be consistently softened yeah and Mm -hmm. and to not have to do anything hard because well that's not how life works like hard things come up if you don't do hard things then it's like worse things happen Mm -hmm. yeah just by being passive and yeah you won't be prepared yeah Yeah. life's hard sometimes man Mm -hmm. which i'm sure barnabas taught taught you all that really quick (laughs) yeah dude um man uh, going back to like missionaries and stuff, there was this, you get, I mean, you see all sorts of different personalities and stuff and like you get the people who have never been there, the, the, but they're tryhards. Mm-hmm. Like they just really want to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, but <laughs> I, I had this one, um, his name was, uh, he went by the name cookie. I honestly don't even know his real name, which is kind of sad, but also not really. Like I've met, I've met so many people. Yeah. It's really hard to yeah. keep track, and you only know these people for a week, right? And then right. you leave, and you probably most of the time never see them again, right? And so he went by the name of Cookie, and he was a real nervous Nelly, and like he, he just he just constantly wanted to do good, gotcha. and like. So we do we do this thing called excursion, which is pretty much so we have like AC cabins and you know, like that you know, we have like different things that can like uh handicap accessible bathrooms, mm-hmm. stuff like that in the cabin. So they're I mean the cabins are pretty worn down, they need to get new ones, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever the budget is, I don't know. But anyway, there you know, there are four people though. And we go to excursion, which is camping, like legitimately, like gotcha. f- like campfire. You yeah. sleep in the woods. You mm-hmm. they have like this big tent that they set up, and everyone has like their own cot. You can bring your hammock. Okay. You stay the night there. Cool, cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I remember, excursion was always like my least favorite, but also my favorite because i mean it is fun but also like well it's a di- i'm sure it's a different type of camping yeah i, I mean, mean but it's it's only for one night of yeah. the whole week and it is because i mean you're still having to do you know, everything you do everything do. you would have to do in the cabin but with, now you're out of facility yeah exactly and <laughs> yeah. you're in the heat of the july summer oh yeah you know and and I would say the daytime is fun, but nighttime really starts to suck. 
So when I was a when I was a missionary, we slept on this tarp. Uh, this I have two different stories. One involves Cookie, but this one's another one. That's just a really quick, funny story. But I was a missionary. We were sleeping on this blue tarp that was literally laid out in the field. I was lay- we didn't have any blankets, any pillows. Mm-hmm. I was laying on this tarp. I was so sweaty and sticky, <laughs> and I hate being sweaty and sticky. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm laying there on the tarp, and it's the middle of the night. And I'm like, I'm not even asleep. I'm like, I got to pee. And I was so over everything that I literally just stood up where I was and I peed. And I pissed on the tarp. Like, I did not care at this point. Like, there was, I was sleeping like on some rocks too. And so I didn't feel like walking and like trying to like, you know, maneuver my way. I was just like, I'm just going to piss. I don't care. So I pee and you can hear like the water, like my pee hitting the tarp. (laughs) The next morning, my cabin staff, he comes up to me. He was like, hey man, um, just want to let you know, like I never sleep during excursions. I totally saw you pee in the middle of the night on the tarp. And I was like, yeah, sorry about that. He's like, dude, I get it. It's like that sucked. <laughs> that's that's another kind of embarrassing story. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh um, so anyway, going back to the cookie. So I'm. This is I'm a cabin staff at this point. So I'm on staff, and he's one of my missionaries. And I, it's the middle of the night. We're sleeping, and I'm in a hammock. All of a sudden. So Cookie has like long blonde hair. He has glasses. He's like kind of a nerd almost. Mm -hmm. He comes up to me and he's like, David, David. I was like, what? What? (laughs) And he's like, hey man, I just want to let you know. I saw one of the campers come out of the tent and I think he went to the bathroom, but then he went back into the tent. Is that okay? And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, Cookie, that's fine. He just went to the bathroom and he's like, okay, I just didn't, I just wanted to make sure. And I was like, okay, man, just go back to bed. He's like, okay. And like, I hear like, I like kind of turn my head and like I lay back down in my hammock. I hear like some ruffling going on and I turn around and I look over my like hammock, like little sheet or whatever. Mm -hmm. I like pull it down and I see Cookie and he's sitting in like one of those like, chairs like the fold out chairs yeah yeah. he's sitting in it like this and he has his feet in another one and he literally just has a beach towel drift like draped over his head as a blanket and he's sitting there shivering and i was like i felt bad for him at that time but also i thought back to my when i peed on the tarp and i was like we all gotta go through it bud. good night Gotta earn your stripes. Yeah, gotta, gotta <laughs> earn your stripes somehow, Cookie. So Dude, cu- that's like that reminds me of a, a few tour stories right there. Oh, oh yeah, just there's been a few. Shivering. Yeah, just horrible. What? Conditions. What's like a terrible night's sleep that you guys have gotten on tour? I'm sure Vinny you could. And I slept on top of the van one tour, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know which part was worse: sleeping in the van. Would it just get so hot top. and muggy? Well, we didn't have room. Uh, and yeah. we also didn't know anyone really on that tour at all. Like, what tour was this one? It was with a band called Souls. I think it was only for like a week. Uh, and yeah. we, we just didn't really know them or the other band. We didn't really know anyone. We were 
we maybe knew like one or two people at some of the shows we played type of situation. So yeah. I always feel weird asking random people like, Hey, can we sleep at your house? And I don't know. What, what was it like sleeping in the van for you and Chris? Not great. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Which it's like, one. is it, would you rather have like hot and cramped, but you're kind of like, things are kind of carpeted and cushioned. A and little you're bit cushioned. Inside. You're also safe. But yeah. Or <laughs> you're, you're in a just locked on top vehicle. of a van in a parking lot. Yeah, with with we had pillows and blankets though. So I mean, that was me and Vinny would just we're literally like shoulder to shoulder. I feel afraid to fall off. I was scared, but I I kind of felt like it was kind of like a bunk bed situation. You sure? But we never fell. But with like no wooden guardrail or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty scary. But once once it's like twelve or one and you're already sweaty and tired, you're just kind of like I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, you just yeah you just pass out. Yeah, no doubt. Food and like. Wake up and sun's just like <laughs> blasting. Right yeah, and you're like, I guess I gotta get up. I mean, was there anything else? Other oh than no, a uh, real bad one was the Fossil Youth Tour when it was Air Flagstaff, Arizona, and oh. we uh, yeah, it was just it was super late. It was a long fucking show, and we were we were into it, and it was just we were so tired. Mm-hmm. And we go back to this dude's apartment. Well, this guy, he's trying to get us to go to a party. He's like, yeah, it's going to start at like one. Flagstaff is a college town. So okay. there, yeah. it was, it came to, it like we noticed, or at least I noticed like towards the end that this is kind of like a party city. Yeah. 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 Oh, and he was like, you guys want to come to a yeah. party? Okay. Yeah. Like, no, no, come to the party. It's going to be awesome. We we're like, uh, I don't know. We're, we're pretty tired. We kind of want to crash. Sure. He was like, okay, you can, you can just go to my apartment and it's unlocked. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. That's so sketchy. In. First of all, we go in. I walk in immediately on the left. There's just a couple making out on the couch. You're like, hell yeah. Can that's I where join? I slept that night. And, uh, that's where I slept that night. I don't know if you could call it sleep. You rested your head on their laps. <laughs> yeah. Y'all but just do you. I'm they're just, just like, oh. They're like, oh, what's up? It's cool. Come in. They have <laughs> no idea like, who you hey, are. what's up? Yeah, they had no, no idea. He wasn't at the show. Dude, people are so wild sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think of that, I, I could never. Like, just random people walking in while you're yeah. making out. And you're, oh, yeah, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and we kind of, like, sprout around in this apartment. It's a weird, like, little two-story, like, loft apartment type of thing. Yeah. Not a bunch of room, but, you know, not a tiny, tiny apartment. I'm asleep on the couch. It's a good spot. And then 30 minutes later, half asleep. Basically, the whole party shows up at that apartment. No way. Yeah, like they're like, Chris oh yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out over there, so we're, we're doing it over here. Yeah, Chris it didn't is work on the out over there. Chris and is people, in a sleeping bag and they're just walking over. Yeah, people are walking over Chris on the floor. I think well, someone kicked him on accident. Yeah, someone like stepped on his. See, but I'm, I'm kind of horrible because I, in that time, I was like definitely down to party, so I think I was yeah, drinking you, with a lot of the people. Oh there. yeah, me and Vinny, I think we're up. Yeah, we, Josh we were, and Vinny got up, and me, I was just like, no, nope, we we're I'm like, sleeping. hey, there's a party I'm here. <laughs> Might as well party. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, I was just you, you know sick. how you know how you can be in a party and it's just so loud. Like oh, people yeah. have to start talking louder. And yeah, and you just to where they're yelling. yeah, can music starts playing. Music like, starts yeah. playing, and people I'm just are getting drunker or higher. Yep. Yeah. And I'm just in the same room that this party's happening, and it's so. I'm my eyes are closed, and it's just so loud. It's like I can't imagine 
that it's possible to fall asleep with this much noise. But if it is possible, I'm going to fucking find out. I'm going to lay here and I'm going to pretend to be asleep. I don't care. Like, And you were on the couch? I was on the couch just in the same room that this whole party was happening. Taking up sitting spot, man. I know, dude. Yeah. And basically, yeah, yeah, it worked. I fell asleep eventually. But Dude, that's was, crazy. See, yeah. but if you were a party, then you got a little alcohol in your system. You could have passed out. No, I felt. I think. No, was, I know. Yeah, I that's I what I. That was my plan. Point. I told Vinny, I was like, "They're not gonna be quiet. We should just get some weed." <laughs> if you can't, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> yeah, that that probably would have been. I, I can't. Move. I can't remember a lot. I can. I can eventually sleep anywhere. Type of. I can't sleep yeah. sitting up, but like I'm trying to think of really horrible. M- most of the time, it's just. It's a floor, and that's the worst thing. And if it's a hardwood floor, you're just like, fuck. I well, did sleep yeah. on a kitchen floor on the Omen tour, like, right before COVID. <laughs> on right before kitchen on floor. a kitchen floor. That's, that's, floor. that's, a, that's the worst, except no for a blanket. bathroom floor. I, I forgot my blanket in the van, and I didn't want to go back down because it was like a weird apartment. And oh. this person didn't have furniture in their house. They had, like... Four cats, and one of them had kittens. <laughs> yeah, and so I would like be trying to go to sleep, and two or three of the kittens would have the zoomies, and they would just like run on me, like they'd be like <laughs> the zoomies, just <laughs> using me as like a like a ramp. Literally, I'd be laying I'm there, and I would yeah, I would feel one just go, <laughs> and like the other one, they'd tackle each other. Yeah, that was probably the worst. Cat hair everywhere, smells like cat pee. Dang. Yeah, cats running on you <laughs> just like that's pretty bad every time eyes like open up really quick like oh my gosh i hate this cat there's, there's truly a feeling of like being trapped yeah in some of those situations like i remember sleeping in the van one time i was on the floor in between the benches oh, and yeah. there was stuff under un, under the benches and i was just like in a mummy position because that was the only position i could fit in <laughs> And there's just like a box immediately here to my left that my nose would touch if I looked to the left. And then there's like a bag to my right. And at one point, I was just like getting so claustrophobic and everyone else was asleep. And it's not even like there's nowhere else to sleep. It's like I can't physically get up. Yeah. If I get up, I'm going to have to push the person who's above me on the bench. On the Yeah. And I can't get out or else I have to push two other people out. So I'm truly trapped no here in this purgatory for the rest of the night. <laughs> in this purgatory. Yeah. Dude, at least the tooth, the tooth has been pretty uh, good at organizing our stuff in the back. Omen yeah. was not. And we made a little cubby for people to sleep in the back of the van. Mm-hmm. Just like and all there's, the luggage. There's also gear that's stacked to the ceiling. So we didn't account for if someone made a turn. All the gear would just... Oh, oh. So one time someone was sleeping and, and it yeah, fell? it happened. And oh shoot! <laughs> just you hear them go, oh, 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 and yeah. like everything is just bags, like oh, heads, sh- guitar cases, and you're just like under it. And we were too Talk lazy. About purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were too lazy to figure out a different system. So you would just have to be like, jeez, like, like, it up and climb like, out of it. Like you just survive. Go back hurt, to sleep. An earthquake. Yeah, I think I'd prefer camping over all that. We should just camp next time if that ever happens. Dude, yeah, just get some hammocks. That's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. more. It's more gear though. That's the thing. Well, I, you know, it it always depends on your situation. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah. a camping boy, so I can always do that. 
I don't mind camping. I just can't imagine camping and having to be responsible for oh, a bunch for of like people. ten people with special needs. Yeah, yeah it's a trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. A, I mean, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, and the bathroom situa- situation talk, talk is always sleep. pretty pretty like if, rough. If they have to use the restroom, you essentially have to use it. Not use it, but you have to get up with it. Yeah, you have to get like, up with it. Yeah. You have to like get out of your hammock yeah. at three in the morning. You're like, God, I hope I don't step on a sticker. <laughs> right. right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, like one, one of my campers, the first two nights, he just wailed all night. Oof. Just wailed. And I was just like sitting by his side and he would get a little bit of comfort every little while by like moving from going outside on the porch thing and then like back inside but it was just like i was just do you remember who your cabin staff was i i don't remember Hmm. that was lance though if you remember lance uh wasn't lance the one that liked the tubes yeah yeah he had the the tube things that he'd play with yeah do you guys have any uh campers that became like friends uh whenever you would go well most of my campers were far too like low functioning gotcha um a lot of them were non-verbal Okay. Uh, the ones that are coming to my head. Oh. So there's there's not really much of it right, unless right. you see them again. Yeah. There's not really much of a chance. Yeah, there. I mean, or I didn't know if it worked like that. Some, I mean, for some people, sure. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've learned my lesson. I so my first week ever as a uh, like a cabin staff person, mm-hmm. like campers would ask for my phone number and mm. I'd give it to them. Um, and I gotcha. It, yeah. It, you not trying to be demeaning or anything, right, right. but like it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Like, cause they, sure. it's just constantly. And like, uh, eventually over time I just started saying like, I don't give out personal information info- mm. anymore. Like if you have Facebook, please f- friend me on Facebook. Yeah, we yeah. can keep up that way. But I don't like to give out like emails or mm-hmm. phone numbers anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just a lesson I learned. And like, it's funny just like thinking back on my time at Barnabas, like how much like I changed, like my first week I gave like all my missionaries and volunteers, my phone number. And they were like, they were like, Oh yeah, we're going to be in a big group chat and everything. It's going to be awesome. And like the group chat happens but then, like, you have to... So, like, when you do camp, you have to turn in your phone for the week. And oh, okay. so, like, I, I give my... Like, you only have your phone for, like, the time off. Mm-hmm. And then the next day when, like, the new batches of uh, volunteers come in, you have to turn in your phone. For, like, a day, basically. Yeah. So, you pretty much have your phone for, like, 24 hours a week. Gotcha. And, like, I would get... Like, so you would give them your phone number. This only happened once because I learned my lesson once and I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but my first time back of getting my phone, like, I opened my phone and I had, like, over 300 messages. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like... I nope. <laughs> and that was back when phones were way different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, that was back in 2014. Yeah, and I I saw that, and I was like, man, like I there's no way I can do this, and yeah. so like if I keep this up, like it's just gonna my phone's gonna break. Yeah. So I I I'd no longer gave out my phone number anymore, and like, but it it's funny because like the messages like slowly die down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. going back to life thing, life have starts right. Happening. And right. you only know these people for a week. That's true. And but you yeah. do build such a strong bond because you when you're like when you're at camp, you go through stuff yeah. together with yeah, people. Yeah. Like you go through situations where you're like. 
this is hard. Like, mm-hmm. oh, or like, like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had so many of those moments. And like, I've, yeah, it, it's a lot. Um, but friends-wise, uh, working at prep, you know, so we had 20 students and, uh, like you get really close cause you're with them yeah. 24 seven for nine months. Right. And like, and you're teaching them how to do everything. Yeah. You're teaching them everything. Like camp is just like a very yes camp. Like, Oh, you want to go do that? Let's mm-hmm. go do it. And we'll yeah. make it awesome. Right. Where prep is like, you don't want to do that. Well, you know, let's kind of back up. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it eventually, but you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to wash the dishes or whatever. Like, you know, it's just a part of life. You know, if gotcha. you made the mess, you're going to be the one to clean it up. Right. Like you're teaching them how to live as independence where at camp, if you make, if they make the mess, you mm-hmm. clean it up, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Cause yeah. it's camp. Yeah. It's, they're it's, fun. Yeah. They get to have fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, they get to do whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. But yeah, prep and camp are two completely different ball gotcha. games. Gotcha. Um, like one of our, uh, one of our students at prep was actually a bridesmaid in our wedding. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and cool. like we we call her uh, often. She'll call us and like. Awesome. That's, that's really yeah. Cool. I've I, it sucks because I mean like I I have lost contact with a lot of the students, but that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean life happens. You we just started this by talking about we lose contact with even our. Closest friends, friends. Like, yeah, yeah, closest friends. So I mean, it just yeah, it yeah. happens. And it, I mean, it's hard because you know they're they're just off doing their own thing, and we're doing our own thing, and mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to get in contact with them because you have to get like you would have to get in contact with their parents first mm. and go through them to get to them, and it's I don't know, but I mean, but uh, like yeah, some like you know, prep is just such a cool program. Prep is so different now compared to when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've bought, bought bigger facilities and like the prep house that we lived in, they like, that was where our school was. That was like where everything was. And now they just simply use it as a living facility. Everything like they've bought in other properties, like where they get to like commute to go to this classes oh, wow. and st- stuff like, That's cool. like they have their own kitchen now. Like it's, it's really improved. I haven't been there in years. Um, but I mean, there's there's a huge percentage of our just of just the population, you know, maybe ten percent. Well, no, more than ten percent that's on the spectrum. But but you know, maybe ten percent that get to the point to where most work is cut out for them, and mm-hmm. it's like we need to imagine a future, and we need to start building a future where those people are integrated into mm-hmm. our society and not outcast. Yeah. Uh, not that they're totally outcast, but you know, like most of your exposure to people with special needs is very distant and you don't mm-hmm. ever get to see the human element, only the disabilities that are obvious on the surface. And that's most people's kind of impression or understanding. Um, but I, I guess I wanted to ask you just like maybe even to close this off. What, what do you think people most misunderstand about um gosh just all all the different people with special needs or just that whole world and kind of what you've learned from it well i mean most of us they just want to be involved they i mean like a lot of them just want to you know feel like they're included 
Like, See, and already, not to interrupt you, sorry. No, but you're good. Already, like, an, an inclination that is natural that people feel is that, like, you almost feel like, oh, I should leave you alone. Like, mm-hmm. that, that it, but it's mostly because that feels comfortable, but that feels like the right thing or the respectable thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, actually, they want to be involved. They yeah. They want to belong. Yeah. I mean, but also some people don't. <laughs> but well, yeah. I don't want to be involved in everything, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like... The way I've always seen it is they are just, you know, they're just people who, you know, they just struggle a little bit more with different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they want to do, you know, certain things that you can't, like, that they can't do. And, like, that's the, like, that's why I love Barnabas so much is because, you know, the whole goal, and there's flaws on everything in life, but, and, but the whole goal of camp and prep is, to make that uh, accomplished. Mm-hmm. They want to do things. Let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. like, and so I don't know, like, and prep really does work. Like, so I was there for two years and one of the students who is definitely our hardest student. And he, when he first came in, like he couldn't do anything. Wow. Like he, he was nonverbal by choice and when he did talk, like it was always yelling mm. or he would just, he just was so mad mm-hmm. at the world. And it turns out like growing up, like he wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. He had brothers and he had siblings and they all went to college and he stayed home. Mm. And uh, his parents were telling us, you know, that really wrecked him because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he lost his siblings mm-hmm. and he was just at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of the, he can't, he can't express that because he chooses not to. Right. And like, I mean, he, you pretty much had to tell him every single thing to do in order for him to do it. And like over time of being there for two years, he learned so many different skills and abilities. And, uh, he actually, Oh man, I'm gonna cry. He actually gave uh, the graduation speech wow. at the very end. Wow! Yeah, when he awesome. when he, they gra- like when that second year. So my first year, it was their first year, and I was the only. Uh, we're called fellows. Mm-hmm. I was the only fellow to return for a second year, um, and yeah, he was the one who gave the graduation wow. uh, ceremony speech. Hell yeah, that's cool. It was sick, dude. I, I cried like a baby yeah. when he spoke. And the, <laughs> sure. the cool thing was, was they had rehearsal the day before and I, I was doing something. I don't, I don't remember what I was doing at the time, but I couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that he was giving the speech. And all of a sudden he gets up there and he starts talking. Were you kind of nervous? For him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't even remember honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what my like what my initial thoughts were. Mm-hmm. I just remember sitting there, and like it was like, because my second year of prep was really hard on me. Mm-hmm. I I've been in the Barnabas world for two years of my life. I was engaged to Jennifer. Um, I. Didn't really bond. My first year of prep, all the fellows that I worked with, we bonded so well. Mm-hmm. Like we were all like we still all talk pretty much a lot. My second year of prep, 
I didn't really, no offense guys, if you're listening, I didn't really bond with any of them mm-hmm. um, that well. There was only one fellow that I really bonded with. Do you remember uh, Matt Faustin? No. He was he was one of the flower boys in my wedding. Oh. I have flower boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like five of my close friends, like bigger guys, and they were throwing flowers. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but anyway, so he was a flower boy, and he was a fellow with me. Um, and him and I really clicked well together, but, uh, all the other fellows, like, it was just like such a different world compared to what it was the year before. Cause like mm. all of us meshed together so well. And then the next year it wasn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. And I really, really struggled with that because I missed that bond and that connection. That element. So yeah. going into graduation, knowing, you know, this is going to be like one of my last things I do with Barnabas for mm-hmm. a long time. So I was already emotional. Yeah. And then Zach got, Oh yeah. His name is Zach. They, <laughs> he got up there and he, he gave the speech and he actually like talked about his brothers and his siblings moving to college and how that really oh, wow. affected him. And he was like, he was like, it made me really sad. Um, but then like I came to prep and uh, I made friends. Oh, dude, I'm going to cry. No, that's awesome, though. It's cool that he, yeah, like, noticed that and was able to talk about it. Yeah. And through... It was really sick. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really I was cool. crying like a baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can only I was not that. ready for it. I, yeah. It wrecked me. And then, yeah, Barnabas, uh, I talked to, like, the CEO of Barnabas, and I was like, you know, I've, I've loved Barnabas so much, but it's time for me to take a step back. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I know it's my time. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing this for so long and you know, he was, he was really respected. Like he respected it a lot. Mm-hmm. Cause he was like, if you know, you know, right. And like, right. he was like, you've been doing this since Oh nine, like, and it's 2018. Like you're good, man. Yeah. And I was Almost like, 10 years. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And I was That's wild. Like, and I was like, but I mean, I, you know, thank you. So yeah. That, and then, uh, yeah, I was engaged to Jen. And then in October of that year, we got married at camp. Awesome. So, yeah, dude. It's pretty symbolic. Sick <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I've only, oh, and since that time, man, I really have been out of the world of special needs. Um, and like, I miss it a lot, but like also it's been really good for me too. Mm, like mm-hmm. it, it's a lot and I applaud people in the special needs department. It is, it's a different world and like it's, it's a hard world, but it's a very rewarding world. Mm. And you know, yeah, yeah you're thinking about other people all the time. Yeah. So I mean, it, you're constantly caring for other people Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sometimes other than I'm yourself. Sure. It'd be hard to focus on yeah things in your life that, you know, yeah, I yeah. can see how that'd be challenging. Yeah, while doing that. Yeah. Oh man, this is a special topic for me in a lot of ways, and it's always great to talk to you. Yeah. So thanks so much for sharing all this. Yeah, thank you Action. for giving us your time. Yeah, man, yeah. it's been an Hanging honor. <laughs> Any final shout outs or uh, messages? Uh, shout out to Edmundo. He really wanted me to shout you shout him out. <laughs> shout out to Edmundo. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> Bye. All right. Later. Let's see ya. <laughs>